Welcome to Giant Cocktails, a podcast where two lifelong fans talk about the San Francisco Giants while drinking homemade cocktails. Now, here are your hosts, Ben and Matthew Henry. episode of Giant Cocktails. I am your host, Ben Henry, alongside my brother, the Panglossian, Matthew Henry. How you doing, Matthew? I am doing great. Uh-huh. The Giants went five and two in the last week, so all is good in Matthew's world. I am mm-hmm. doing great. I have no yeah. idea what Panglossian means. I know that there's something, <laughs> there's an animal called the pangolin. Uh, so I can yeah. only assume that yeah. it's something to do with uh, an animal. That's, yeah, you uh, have a really long tongue. That's what it means. Exactly. I think the pangolins have really long tongues. I'm not going to look that up. I'm going with it. I'm going with, you know what? I'm going with Ben's memory on this one. Uh, pangolins have really long tongues, and that's exactly what this means. No, Matthew, that's not what it means. Oh, that's not what it means? No, it's in reference to a character from a book by some fancy author. And what it means is that you're super, super optimistic. Overly optimistic. Overly? Wow. You think that we live in a perfect world and everything is happening exactly as it should. Panglossian. Oh, I, you know... I don't know if I would characterize myself that way, mm. but I will tell you that the okay. Giants are in playoff position, <laughs> and so <laughs> we are going to the playoffs, baby. <laughs> you know, that's not what that means. That's not, see, see, that's not what that, that see, that's not what that means. <laughs> that is not what that means. It means that they are currently in the third wild card spot. Bob, what spot is the third wild card spot? Third wild card is the worst wild card. That's right, the worst. Hey, all you need is a ticket to the dance, Ben. That's all you need. A chip and a chair. I hear you. I hear you. But you know what? I'd rather be the chip leader, Matthew. And the Giants are not the chip leader. Okay, but you know what? You spend all. Ask the Phillies if it really matters where you where you ended. You know, to to get to the World Series. Uh, to get to the World Series, you know, I mean, this okay. isn't about. Oh, is that, is that what we want to do? We want to get to the. Well, World Well, I'm just saying that uh, you know you need a t- to get to get to be able to win the World Series. You actually need to make the playoffs, and that's all that matters, Ben. It's all that matters. Uh that that well, winning the World Series is what matters. Uh, getting to the World Series is what matters. I agree. I agree, and 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 I agree that you you got to do that. You've got to do that. So why and, can't you uh, just be excited at the fact that the Giants have actually played themselves into position to where they could actually do that? Like a week ago, we were like, oh, crap, this is going to go really bad. And we were all being all, you know, I was, I, me, Mr. What is it? What's the word? Panglossian uh, was, uh, was even like I was drowning in my own tears. And then a you five and two weeks and we're yeah. back in it, baby. We're back yeah. in it. And the Giants are going to the World Series. Mark it. Well, okay, okay, look, look, here's, yes, okay, look. First of all, you were sad, and and we've heard, we've heard from the fans, we've heard from the listeners, you know, we've been too pessimistic. Um, And all I got to say, Matthew, is that that's my job. <laughs> my job is to be pessimistic. That's the role I play on this show. Yes, you and I play good cop, bad cop. You're the bad cop. And I'm, the, I'm bad the good cop. cop. And, and but so, but I will say it's hard to be good cop sometimes when when the team sucks. When the team yeah. sucks. And so, <laughs> but now Ben, there was mm-hmm. no sucking this week, man. So we are on our way. Mm-hmm. 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 I think Alex Cobb and, uh, oh, and Brett Wisely what, have some some whatever. things to say about not there was no sucking this week. All right, all right, whatever, Ben, whatever. Okay, yeah, you can always <laughs> grab onto that one thing, <laughs> that one thing, that yes, one thing, yes, that one horrible inning against the Twins, that one, that two bad outings by Alex Cobb. Ah, but you know what, Matthew? Before we get into all that, because we we are going to talk about that, we're going to talk about we're going to talk about are the Giants good? It has is giant cocktails too pessimistic? 
I mean, I don't know that we've been too pessimistic. I think we're reacting to what the team's doing on the field. But, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll fight about it. We're going to fight about that. We're also going to talk about a missing player. And this is a big deal. We're going to talk about that first because somebody has gone missing and, and we got to talk about that. But before we get all of that, Matthew, I have a very, very important question to ask you. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Is there anything you can't put catch up on? <laughs> um, I mean, it's Memorial Day weekend, right? Yeah. Right? Lots of people barbecuing, eating lots of food. I'm sure lots of ketchup's going to be slung all over the place. Yes. Yes. Uh, I will say I don't. I don't know how to answer that other than there is one thing that I won't put ketchup on. What's that? A hot dog. Oh. Okay. I mean, Absolutely. if you put ketchup on a hot dog, you're like five years old. Okay. I mean, yeah, come yeah. on. You know, ketchup yeah. ketchup is for French fries, not for the dog. Half you... of our listeners right now have a ketchup hot dog in their mouth right now, and they've just stopped. Right. And they're trying to decide do I finish biting this or do I just turn off the show? Oh, yeah. You do right, you, yeah. listener. You do you. But come on. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Yeah. You listeners, you know what? I, here's the thing, listeners. I've known Matthew a very long time. And the reason I ask this question is because I've seen Matthew put ketchup on everything. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, one thing that I know he used to put ketchup on is his scrambled eggs. Well, I still do that. <laughs> I might add a little Tabasco on top of the ketchup. But, oh, whatever. But, but whatever. It's still, it's, yeah. Come on, a scrambled okay. egg. What are you going to so just eat those plain? You're not five years old. You're eight years old. <laughs> what, <laughs> you eat your scrambled eggs just plain then? Salt and pepper. Oh, you're so boring, man. Maybe some chives and a little bit of like sour cream occasionally. Oh, I might whatever. put like an herbed butter on there. Like just uh-huh. a little bit though because you don't want it to get all gross. <laughs> I mean, uh, like... Like a sophisticated adult. <laughs> well, is ketchup okay? So here's the follow-up question: that is ketchup an adult okay. food or a child food? It's totally a child food. I love it though. <laughs> anyway, today is Sunday, May twenty eighth, as we record this podcast. As Matthew already told you, the San Francisco Giants went five and two this week. Woo! They had the opportunity. They they could have swept both of these series, right? They they got to sweep day. And then they were like, nah, 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 nah. They just wanted Ben to remember who they were a week ago. <laughs> right? You know? Because that third game against the Twins, whew, that was ugly. That was ugly. Although, in that game, we did see somebody who we haven't seen much of. And we're going to talk about that later. Um, uh, we did see a little too much of Brett Wisely in that game, though, <laughs> and that is not what we were talking about. Uh, yeah, so the Giants went two and get two and one against the Minnesota Twins, the team of Carlos Correa. Right, this was the series where Carlos was supposed to come out and like you know do his damage against the evil Giants who kicked him to the curb after they found out about his bad ankle. Well, he didn't. Yeah. Well, then and, he actually uh, had the Saturday because he was surprise hurt. Hurt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Either his pride or his ankle hurt. Probably both. <laughs> Definitely the pride. Probably both. <laughs> Definitely his pride. Yeah. Uh, and then and then they went three and one against the uh, the Milwaukee Brewers. So uh, these are two teams that I I wouldn't call them great, but these are two teams that through this point of the season have been better than the Giants. Right. And if you're going to be a good team, these are two teams that you have to beat. And the fact that the Giants came out of this five and two is a fantastic outcome. In fact, last year, last week, rather, we were arguing as we were closing it out between four and three and five and two of what they needed to do. And you were like five and two, but really four and three. Five and two, but really four and three. You were all like you were all insisting on four and three, but they were five and two, Ben. So, ha. well, there must have been a part of me that like that thought they could do it. Yeah, but then the right. pessimistic self was like, no. Nah, right. Peasant. No, what I meant was is that four and three would be fine. Like four and three would be a respectable outcome. Like which, like five which... and two is, is what we want. Yeah. Okay. Anything better than five and two. And they almost did it. Anything better than five and two is like, that would be good for any team. Yeah. That would be yeah. good for the for the, the juggernauts, the classic, the classic dominant teams of baseball, like uh, the Tampa Bay Rays and the Baltimore Orioles. Correct. You know? that's, that's their level of good. I mean, the Giants could only dream of being, you know, Tampa Bay Rays or Orioles good. 
Uh, but uh, whatever. That's, man. Not even, whatever. that's not even a joke. That's not a joke. It's not even a joke. Those are the two te- best teams in baseball, Matthew. Anyway, uh, Bob, who's that guy that you're always talking about? I wonder how Carlos Correa is doing these days. I think, Bob, I think that's the last time we're going to let you ask that question. I think that is. Because, because first of all, I've changed the bit. It's now yeah. the Wobegons. Yeah. And, and second right. of all, he asked the question like he doesn't even know who Carlos Correa is. <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> and we've already brought him up. But this is we the Wobegons, right? The Wobegons, Michael Conforto, Mitch Hanniger, Carlos Correa, right? When I when I conceived of this bit, they all sucked. Well, you know what? Now they're all like, be gone, woe. <laughs> Michael Conforto is definitely not a Wobegon. No, is, uh... Michael Conforto is, uh, he's like, he, I mean, I think we said this last week, but it bears repeating. He's in Fuego. In Fuego, yes. And he's continued. He's getting better. For the last for the last 15 games, his batting average is 386, his on-base percentage 422, slugging percentage 737. He almost took out the right? window in that pickup truck in, in, he did. in Milwaukee. He did. And he hit three home runs two weeks ago, right? Well, this last week, last seven games, three home runs, an average of 423, on-base percentage 484, and his slugging percentage is 808 for the last seven days. I mean, his... It. Yeah. I mean, you know, his his season stats, he hasn't made up for all of the the horrible, horrible at-bats that he had early on in the season. Has not made up for that yet. That is still reflected in his season stats. Uh, And I think that it's reflected in the Giants record (laughs) as well. (laughs) Um, But but he's had two weeks where he hasn't just been decent or good. He has been tremendously good but even better news Matthew is the fact that Mitch Hanniger has finally showed up at the party Woo-hoo! he's the last to arrive but here's the good news Matthew he brought ice oh thank god yeah because right. we were running out because yep. the party's like we're, we're 25 the party's like uh, 25% over and Mitch Hanniger has finally shown up and at least he was like, hey, I brought ice. And everybody's like, yay. <laughs> Other than saying, like, loser just showed up. Are we not good enough for you? <laughs> and the fact of the matter was is that Mitch was not good enough for us. But now, now, in the last week, he has 345 batting average, 387 on-base percentage, and a 586 slugging percentage, which includes two home runs and seven RBIs. And, you know, and, and for the last 15 days, 246, 271, 386. Uh, you know, okay, so he's he had a good week. He had a good week, but the thing is, Conforto had a good week last two weeks ago, and now he's had two good weeks in a row. If these guys keep producing at this level, suddenly they become the guys that everybody said that they had to be at the beginning of the season, right? The 30 home run guys. Right. And this team is a totally different team, Right. Just with those two guys being different. But, Bob, for the last time, we're going to talk about Carlos Correa. And um, uh, you know what, Bob? He doesn't suck anymore. <laughs> I mean, his his last week, he, he hit 318 with a 500 on base percentage and a 409 slugging percentage. All right. That's not bad. That's not bad. That's not bad. So, you know, Carlos has shown up. Good for him. He's not a giant. The bit's over. We're not doing it anymore. I'm sorry, Bob. It's, it's <laughs> not your fault. Uh, yeah, so there you have it. That's that's what's happened. That's where things stand. The Giants are in third place in the National League West, four and a half games behind the Los Angeles Dodgers. Three games ahead of the San Diego Padres, who just continue to spiral. <laughs> wow, they must be so angry in San Diego. The Padres are gonna Padre. I just, I thought that was over, Bob. I thought that was over. <laughs> Matthew, didn't you think that was over? I did. I did. In fact, you know, Bob was all ready to like admit to the Padres were good this year, and uh, we don't have to do that yet. That's right. I just, this, this makes me so happy. <laughs> this makes me so happy. I mean, you know, like. Uh, I you know I don't really care about the Padres. It's like I care more about what the Giants are doing. But when the Giants are doing well, and the Padres are sucking, it's like ah, oh, the world is how it should be. 
Um, the Colorado Rockies are still behind the Padres, though. Poor Rockies. They almost caught the Giants and then couldn't even do that. No. But anyway, the the Arizona Diamondbacks continue to be good. That troubles me, Matthew. That troubles me. Uh, yeah. But it, it could be a problem going forward, for sure. It could be a problem, right? Yeah, it could be a problem going forward. Like, especially with, you know, are the Padres always going to Padre? Probably. Uh, but uh, can we have four good teams in the division? I don't like the idea of that. I don't like the idea of that. But as you said, the Giants are in third place for the wild card spot. They are in a wild card spot right now. Half a game ahead of the Mets, half a game ahead of the Pirates. And, um, you know, the Giants are going to play the Pirates next week, so we'll talk about the Pirates at the very end of the show briefly. But the Pirates are turning back into the Pittsburgh Pirates. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. All right, Matthew. It's yes. time for the trivia question. It is time for the trivia question. And today's trivia question uh, is all about the National League save leader, Camilo Duvall. So, Wait, what? Yes. Camilo Duvall currently leads the National League with 14 saves. Okay. Which, Pessimistic Ben has got to say this. Okay. I can't believe that's true because I didn't think that the Giants had won enough games for that to be true. <laughs> Well, it also means that the Giants don't trust anybody else. <laughs> they don't, right? Game, I mean, how many but... times has he pitched? Has he closed three days in a row? Oh, man. They're like, uh, yeah, he's young. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. He doesn't need his arm for anything. No, no. Uh, but that begs the question. So I looked it up. Since 1969, when saves became an official stat, only two Giants have led the National League in saves. Who are they? Mm. Mm. I don't know who they are, Matthew, but I do know this. Most Giants fans hate them. <laughs> right? Well, that's that's right? what you do when, you know, everybody hates their closer. Because yeah, they don't remember yeah. the 98% of the time they close out a game. They remember the 2% of the time that they Yeah, fail. right. Exactly. Exactly. Rod Beck. Ah, ah, he always blowing saves. Yes. Oh. You know what? The only guy worse than Rod Beck is Rob Nen. That's right. Oh, my God. Uh, and then Brian Wilson, torture, torture. I mean, torture, yeah. Brian Wilson, all he does is get people on base. Uh, and this Camilo Duvall kid, like, he looks like he doesn't even care. Ah. <laughs> it's it's, it's uh, baseball tradition to hate your closer. Ben. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I don't know. I don't know. But whoever it is, whoever it is, the Giants, there's a lot of Giants fans who hate them. That's my answer. Enough with the banter. Let's talk cocktails. Oh, cocktails. Yeah, I think it's me, me, Bob. Me first. What are you drinking, Ben? Bob, this week I'm drinking the red-headed farmer. No, a red-headed farmer. There is no the. Why is it called a red-headed farmer? Well, Bob, I guess you're going to have to go back to last Thursday's show and listen to it to find out, because I'm not going to tell you. What's in it? I will tell you that. One and a half ounces of rum agricole. It's rum, but sophisticated. Uh, one ounce of ginger liqueur and three quarters of an ounce of lemon juice. You p combine all of those ingredients into a shaker with ice. You shake for 10 to 12 seconds or until your shaker is chilled. Then you strain into a coupe glass. I did not double strain. I left the ice chunks in this time. I will allow you to make your own decisions. This creates a very refreshing and delicate cocktail, uh, perfect for contemplating whether or not your baseball team is bad or good as the calendar turns from spring into summer. The Red-Headed Farmer. The Red-Headed Farmer. Oh, mm -hmm. doesn't get any better than that in terms of names. That's for sure. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> I'm very proud of that name. What are you drinking, Matthew? Well, Bob, I am drinking a psycho killer. What's in a psycho killer? Two ounces of Irish whiskey. Okay, so three quarter ounces of cacao nibs infused Campari. And how you do that is you take a tablespoon of cacao nibs, throw it into a jar filled with Campari, let it sit for a couple hours, and then strain out the cacao nibs and you've got cacao nibs infused Campari. And then you add a half ounce of creme de cacao, a half ounce of Jaffard's Banana de Brazil liqueur, there and it is. then two dashes of absinthe. 
And you combine all those ingredients in a mixing glass with a copious amounts of ice. Stir until chilled, maybe about 30 seconds. And then you strain it into a chilled Nick and Nora glass and enjoy. So that's what I'm drinking. The Psycho Killer Kiss Kisse. Matthew, I know we're not supposed to talk about the cocktails on the show, but uh, first of all, I just wanted to say it can't be a Matthew cocktail without the Javard Banana de Brazil. <laughs> the second thing I want to ask you is, can it just be Irish whiskey or does it have to be Irish whiskey? <laughs> you got to say it with a Irish whiskey. <laughs> Do you you got to have the, oh, the Irishness right. to it. Right. I mean, you know, well, otherwise it's just whiskey. Well, that's yeah. fine because, you know, I am part Irish or Scottish. It's not clear. Yeah, the DNA says that we are way more Scottish than Irish, regardless, yeah. d- despite what our, our ancestors have told us. Mm, yeah, no Native Americans. No. No no, no Irish. No. Not on our father's uh, side, anyway. Not on our father's side. <laughs> I would be very surprised. Well, anyway, that's not why people are here. That's what we're drinking. And, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, it, it is interesting, though, Matthew. I, you know what? I guess that is kind of what we're talking about. We're talking about... Elements of our heritage that we used to to feel comfortable with, that, that used to be present in our lives, and suddenly they've disappeared. We, we believed that we were Native American. We believed that we were Irish. We believed that Brandon Crawford was our starting shortstop. Right. Right. But now... Now that's all questioned. It's all well. It's the, not, evidence, the DNA is the evidence, for, is the evidence speaks us, for itself, Matthew. I think the test results have come back in, and none of those things are true anymore. That's right, and, uh, and I, I think it's safe to say that the Brandon Crawford era has come to an end. And why do we say that? Because this week, Brandon Crawford sat against three right-handed starters this this week. Uh, which basically tells you that the Giants feel like they have better options both offensively and defensively. There is no reason in their mind to start Brandon Crawford over someone like Casey Schmidt, and the numbers kind of bear that out. And so we are finally seeing that. And even Kapler this week has gone on record as saying that they've had some conversations about his status and so it seems like that they have turned a page with Brandon Crawford and uh, Brandon Crawford is no longer the de facto starting shortstop for the San Francisco Giants this is I mean it it's very interesting right because this this is baseball right this is how this happens right because the game just doesn't the game just doesn't make uh, exceptions for anybody. No, Father right? Time and is it, undefeated, Ben. <laughs> right, Father Time is undefeated, and uh, it just doesn't. It doesn't. But it, it. But it's so, and it just doesn't care. It has no grace about it. It has no. You know, it, it's like we all just. We would all love to see Brandon Crawford finish out his contract and finish out his career with the San Francisco Giants as the starting shortstop. And and then right off into the sunset or at least, you know, right off into Kansas City or, or wherever, Arizona, Toronto. Um, but, you know, these things, they often happen in, in the middle of the season. And and the fact of the matter is, is that the Giants, the Giants this year, like up until this point, right, the reason why you and I have been so pessimistic is that they, they weren't good and they had a lot of areas where they were faltering, right? They, yeah. The starting pitching was supposed to be better than it was. The bullpen was supposed to be better than it was. Uh, David Villar was supposed to be a everyday third baseman um, and he wasn't. Um, you know, catcher, they, they, they didn't really know what was going to happen at catcher, but it was certainly supposed to not be, you know, Joey Bart and Blake Sable as your as your main guys. And and the fact of the matter is so many things went wrong that when it came time to bring somebody up, it was the best guy available. And that was Casey Schmidt. And he has come in and has had a debut, I think, beyond anybody's expectations. Right. And and it has not just been like, you know, a flash in the pan. This is now a weeks long debut and it has put a t- tremendous amount of pressure on on Crawford. And Casey Schmidt is such a good defender and is having such a torrid run at the plate that 
you there there's no reason to not play him every day. Right. And Tyro, you know, until he got hurt, Tyro was the best player on the team. And that means there's no room for Brandon Crawford, right? At least not as a starter. And, uh, you know, I think the good news for Brandon Crawford at the very least, and, and maybe for some, you know, from old timer fans like me, at the very least, at least Brandon Crawford is good enough to be your backup. Because I, I do think that he is, at least right now, with everybody else that's available, I, I think Crawford is is still good enough to be your backup shortstop. Sure. I mean, today is a good example. I mean, today he had a you know key hit and had some good defensive plays. Uh, I just don't think we can expect that of him on a day-to-day basis anymore. And I think the Giants have kind of figured that out. Uh, agreed. Agreed. And... You know, and, and honestly, I'm, I mean, I'm sure he's not comfortable with that, right? Like, you know, I, I don't know. This is like one of those things that I just don't think it's possible for fans to, to understand, right? Like, there well, has fan, never fans been... Fans a- are, are all about the heart, right? And, and Brandon Crawford has been a part of the Giants since, what, 2012? Yeah. And yeah. so it's, it's hard to let go of a guy that's been on your team for 11 years, you know, 11 seasons, and it's been the mainstay. And, uh, you know, I get it. But, you know, these, you know, someone like Farhan and Gabe Kapler and the Giants, they're trying to win baseball games. And you have to put that sentimentality aside to to recognize when you need to make a change. And, you know, someone like you could say that someone like Crawford deserves, you know, to be given a second chance. But there are 24 other guys or 25 other guys on the team that deserve the best possible player in that position. And it's not been Brandon Crawford this season. And you have better options now. And he's on the backside of his career. It's not like, you know, he's in the middle of a, you know, of a, of a wonderful career. It's, it's, you know, he's definitely declining. And like I said, you know, father time is undefeated. And at some point you have to kind of pull that trigger. And I, I feel like kudos to the Giants for, you know, for recognizing that, you know, because you could play this out and the Giants would be a poor team for it. They would be a poorer team for it. I, I want to play devil's advocate just for a bit here because, like, like I said, you know, like uh, what I, the, where I was going was, is it just like in my career this doesn't happen, right? Like you don't just suddenly one day drop off, and there's a younger person that's like way better than you after after ten years, right? In, in my career, right, like you get better and experience makes you better, and you don't really hit your peak until you're you know, into your 40s, right? And that's true for most careers, right? And yeah. and uh, and along the way, you have so many other opportunities to expand and to grow into other positions where experience makes matters so much, right? And and I think just the, the, the careers that so many of us have are just don't jive with this, right? Where, like, I think in his head, Brandon Crawford is probably a better baseball player than he's ever been, right? He probably knows the game, and understands the game better than than ever. But physically, he's just not good enough to perform at the level of somebody like Casey Schmidt. And that's just such an odd, odd thing. And, and then for me as a fan, like, I remember, you know, in 2021, which I think was his career year, and was the best San Francisco Giants, the, the best Giants year ever. Yeah. Uh, and the fact that those two things coincided, it, it was a magical run. And it was, it was so... Um, enjoyable to watch a player that we had had seen play well and seen achieve so much playing at his highest level for such a great team. And to suddenly like two years later have that just be like over is it is emotionally jarring. Right. And and I do think there is a part of me that's like, you know, and, and this is me talking, right? Like, I just want to see the team win. Right. Like, I want to see the team win consistently, but at the same time, it is still really difficult for me to let go of Brandon Crawford. And right now I am glad that he is at least good enough uh, to be the short, the backup shortstop. Um, you know, like, you know, I'm like, ah, oh, at least he's no Brett Wisely. But um, I know, I know people, I know Brett's hit four home runs. He hit two home runs in spring training and he's hit two in the last, I don't know, Two months, he hit a really big one off of a guy who was so shaken by his friend being hurt that he didn't know what he was doing. Yeah, whatever. Brett Wisely, yay. Um, but Brandon Crawford is better than Brett Wisely right now. Um, 
and uh, and and part of that bitterness might just be the fact that I love Brandon so much, and I don't want him to leave. In fact, I want Buster Posey to come back. Why is everybody leaving me? Why this is just I don't. <laughs> Oh, Ben. I'm just going to drink my redheaded farmer. Yeah, I was going to say, the redheaded farmer is uh, is caught up to you. Uh, and really, the emotional part of this is so true. I mean, it's obviously having someone that's been such a mainstay and responsible for two world championships, or partly responsible for two world championships, and just someone that has been a, connected to the fans, been the face of the franchise, arguably, for the last you know number of years. Uh, it's hard to say goodbye. Uh, one number, though, that does make it easier is uh, Casey Schmidt's OPS Plus, <laughs> which is 124, right. compared to yeah. Brandon Crawford's, which is 57. Can we compare that to Brett Wisely's OPS Plus? Uh, actually, Brett Wisely's is 45, and so yeah. so Brandon Crawford's only a little bit better than Brett Wisely when it comes to hitting this year. Uh, war, actually, Brandon Crawford has a negative 0.7 war this year based on baseball reference, whereas uh, Casey Schmidt in fewer games has a 0.7 war, so a uh, full war, one point ahead. One, of, one and a half games better. Yeah, yeah. Oof. So, so yeah. it's, it's, you know, I mean, you could sit there and be sentimental about it and really, you know, feel sorry for Brandon Crawford because nobody wants it to end this way, but everybody's career ends in some way. And, uh, and there's always somebody that's ready to take your job. And that's been the way baseball has played for, you know, you know, since its inception. Okay. Well, well, let me ask you this question and I don't even know that we need to answer it, but just get this out in front of the listeners as well. Do the Giants DFA... Brandon Crawford this year, if if that's the right decision for X's and O's. And oh, that's and... see, that's a tough one because I think you know that is where you kind of take into account his history with the team. Yeah. Uh, certainly, someone like Brett Wisely is going to go down before Brandon Crawford gets gets. DFA'd. Oh, he better. Uh, but uh, I mean, the kid's got good salad, but we're comparing his salad to <laughs> to the greatest salad on San Francisco Giants have ever known. Exactly. So, like you know. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, your hair's good, kid, but it's no Brandon Crawford hair. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And and I think that's a good segue into you know, the fact that the, you know, as much as you hate to admit this, Ben, mm. the Giants are a good team. <laughs> and uh, some of that has to do, or a lot of that even, has to do with the infusion of youth that we've seen in the last month. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you've seen a lot of the old phrase, the old marketing slogan back in the uh, the 90s. You got to like these kids. The 80s, Matthew. It was the 80s. Was it the 80s? It was the 80s. It was oh it was, was the it 80s. was Will I'm Clark's so sec first year. So it was uh, Ra- uh, Robbie Thompson's second year. You got to yeah. like these kids. Yeah. Right. And mm-hmm. and we're seeing this 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 you got to like these kids. Part two. Uh, and, you know, you guys, you got Schmidt. And Bailey and Sable and Wisely, yes, and then guys like Ryan Walker who Stop pitched it. well today. You know, you, Bryce Johnson, who's you know not not at the same level, but has contributed. And then you've got guys in the minors that you know could be we could see this year, like Luis Matos and Kyle Harrison. And all of a sudden, you've got this infusion of of talent that has really made this team better. I think it you can it passes the eyeball test. You know, you see better, more aggressive quality at bats. Uh, you see better defense. You see just more energy. And and I think that that has been a big part as to why the Giants are playing so well right now. And I don't think there's any going back from that. And, and I think, you know, if we get, if Luis Matos and Kyle Harrison get called up and play a significant role this year, it will be one of the most... Uh, most productive farm system infusion of talent in the history of the San Francisco Giants. And, and, and I think that's exciting because just a freaking year ago, we were like lamenting about how the pundits had like screwed, had been saying that our farm system was no longer great. And, you know, all these, you know, they had, uh, 
just just before this season they had been downgraded from like the top 10 to like middle of the road and you know they weren't getting the dues that uh, that that I thought they should get and you know now all of a sudden we're we're producing these 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 really these rookies who are contributing at a really high level and so all goes to show that the pundits don't know crap <laughs> okay okay well I, I i will give you this i look uh, I, I'm. We both know I've made the appointment. Like I'm gonna get Fire Farhan tattooed on my neck. We talked about that like a week or two ago. I don't remember exactly how long ago. Like we all know that. Like I'm on the Fire Fire Farhan bandwagon, which which is full of crap, by the way. Right. Okay. Sure. Uh. Uh. But, but, you know, I. I mean, I really like a lot of the things that that Farhan Zaidi has done throughout the last five years. Like one of the things that I've always said about him is, is that I'm. I'm really excited about the fact that he has put a competitive team on the field, right? Like the Giants, like obviously 2021, way, way more than competitive. Last year, not as competitive as, as we would have liked, but not that far out of playoff contention, right? And what was great about that was at the same time, they were rebuilding the, the, the farm system. Right. Right. When you look at teams like the Marlins and the Astros and and a bunch of other teams, you have seen them turn into absolute horrid disasters at the major league level as they have been rebuilding their farm system. And that system that has worked right, especially worked for the Astros. But the Giants weren't doing that. And I appreciated that as a fan because I don't want to see that. Like, I don't want to see my team ever lose 100 games ever much less back-to-back seasons. So I am super excited about these young players coming up. Um, I think that one of the things, though, that, that has, has happened is, is that the only way that we as fans have to measure these things is through what the pundits say and for their ability for to trade for players, right? And I think a lot of the other teams in Major League Baseball, when they look at the Giants' farm system, they say it's below par. Um, so like, you know, I, I, I don't think that we've known anything. I think one of the things that I wish the Giants had done is that they had pushed these guys faster through the system, right? Like how much time did Casey Schmidt send at, spend at AAA? Barely any. And he is clearly ready. I think, you know, the, the same thing is true with Patrick Bailey, right? Like they've been holding these guys back. And I don't know, maybe they're right. Maybe that's the right way to do things. Because like if if what we see today is what continues to happen through the rest of the their year, the, the year for these guys and their careers, then I guess they know better than we do. And I certainly hope they do, because, you know, I'm a fat old guy sitting in his closet and, and their guys getting paid lots of money to, to run a baseball team. But my point is, is that we didn't see these guys coming and nobody else did either. Right. And 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 it has been a surprise to me, to suddenly see Patrick Bailey and Casey Schmidt performing at these levels. I will be super psyched if Matos and Harrison both make the major league roster this year and contribute in a meaningful way. Um, And I think also the bonus to this is that turns a boring team into a really exciting team. Right. And and I can forgive a lot of the things that they failed to do in the offseason in terms of the free agency market. Because I would much rather watch young players play well than um, than watch Conforto and Hanniger fail. I would right. much rather watch all of them succeed together, which is, yeah, that's what we've had this last week. So, hey, let's keep doing more of that. Right. And I, and I think that that's, that's something that's worth remembering is that the Giants were trying to be competitive while building their their farm team. So they were making some interesting roster decisions based on platoons and things like that because they're trying to get guys that will come in and make the team competitive right away while they're waiting for their farm system to mature. Uh, and I think that, you know, we tend to forget that. We tend to kind of like latch on to the, oh, they must love platoons. They must love, you know, and, and I think in reality they're waiting, you know, they were using that tool as a way to get guys on short-term contracts that could help the team because you don't want long-term contracts to block a guy that could be coming up through you know through the farm system uh so as i sit here and reflect i think you know guys like conforto and hanniger who sign well particularly conforto who signed short-term uh contracts uh you know maybe that's a good thing if it keeps a spot open for someone like luis matos to come right. in you know ne- next year right because um, right now there's not a lot of room for matos is there no, right. right. With, with, with injury, Yaz right. and within Hanniger and Conforto, and um, and and Slater, if he ever gets healthy, uh, yeah, there's not a lot of room for Matos. 
Um, the one thing I will say is, is that like, you know, let's, let's keep, let's keep calling them up. Why are we, what's the, what's the, what's the holdup on Kyle Harrison? Everything that I hear about him is, is that he's ready. Well, he's except ready. that he has trouble throwing strikes consistently. Right? Well, but so... he's been throwing strikes consistently for his last two or three starts. I mean, unless something's right. changed that I don't well, know Well, I think the other aspect is they're trying to build him up for, for pitch counts because they have uh, deliberately held him back in terms of how many pitches he's been throwing per start. Um, so they just said last week that they were going to start trying to lengthen him out a little bit, which I think is a clear sign that they're trying to get him ready you know, to come in and contribute at the major league level as a starter. All right. Well, if I'm going to be curmudgeonly Ben... Too slow. More. <laughs> more. I want well, more. I, you know, you could say that because I feel like you know there is a glaring hole in our roster, you know, for a fifth starting pitcher. The starting pitcher, pitcher yeah. But then yeah, uh, but then you go ahead and look at how well the bullpen has Sean the bullpen Manea, has done on Rod the bullpen games. Hole. Oh, whatever. Whatever. You know, so you know, they the the bullpen pitched a shutout their last bullpen game. So, you know, I feel like, you know, they've been doing pretty well, you know, factoring that in. And, you know, the Giants aren't the only team that does bullpen games, Ben. Okay. You know, lots of teams do it. Oh, right. And, yeah. You're already knowing what I'm thinking because I wrote it down in the show notes. Yes. Yes. You're all like, no more bullpen games. Whatever. <laughs> you know, and they had, they, had t- they had two bullpen games in the last seven days, man. That's because their their bullpen is built for that, Ben. They've got no. these guys that can go longer. That's okay, they got guys they're... like Jacob Junis and Sean Manaya and you know oh, the so... starting pitcher Sean Manaya? Okay, but he's in the bullpen now. So right. why not right. use the bullpen, right? And and it worked to their advantage. They've had uh, these bullpen games have been really screwing with the opposition. The opposition doesn't know like what lineup to put out there. They had what in Milwaukee was it Milwaukee? No, it was, no, it was in Minnesota. They had a guy that started that didn't even get in at bat. You know because they they switched uh, from a left hander to a right hander, and so I think that, that was those weird. Are the, that was weird. Yeah, uh, I mean, it, but it it screwed with them. Like they they were messing with their minds, and, they, and it worked. You know, so. I you know the, the 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 bullpen game hasn't been a problem, so don't make it one. Okay? I mean, it, what what do you fine. mean? Don't make it one. It, it it becomes a problem when you have to do two bullpen games every seven starts. That is a problem. It may not be a problem on start number one, and it may not be a problem on start number two. But you cannot have your bullpen throwing that many innings for the rest of the year. Like you just can't. You need to have four. Or five starters, or you know, some people think you might need six or seven starters, Matthew, like Farhan Zaidi, <laughs> like the Giants had at the beginning of the year. Yeah. Um, like, well, I, I mean, I, I, the good news is that Manaya has pitched well the last couple times out of the bullpen. Uh, seems like he's made a couple adjustments. One is that he's moved to the third base uh, side of the of the rubber which is allowing him to not miss on his sweepers and his sliders on you know as much so that is uh you know enticing pitchers to swing more you know or batters to swing more so i think you know he may have turned the corner on this at least it looks like it and uh if he can figure it out then that's a huge deal right i mean manea well is it, a, it is a huge deal and i think i hope it means that he can go back to being a starting pitcher yeah. Right. And this is this is the other reason why I want Kyle Harrison back. I just want to see them be able to line up five guys that they can pitch five days in a row. Right. Because these bullpen games. Yes. The, I mean, here's the good news that the Giants bullpen sucked at the beginning of the season. I think one of the reasons it sucked is because they were putting way too much pressure on too small of a number of guys. Because they were trying to do this two-headed starter thing with, like, you know, eight yeah. starters or nine yeah, starters they were, or whatever. they were too ridiculous. smart for their own good. Yeah, they were yeah. trying to outsmart themselves. Like, yeah. like, I think that was a huge problem. The bullpen has definitely sorted itself out. And it has now become the bullpen that that we thought it would be, right? I do think that, as we talked about at the beginning of the show, I do think they're still using Camilo too often as closer, right? We do need Taylor to be able to take on some of that heat. Or Tyler, or Brebia or Alexander or anybody, right? Yeah. Anybody step up besides Camilo and be be able to close some games. So I'm glad about that. I I think though that the problem is is that we just need to make sure that those guys don't get overworked and that the bullpen isn't starting too many games, right? And so we need Manaya Stripling or Kyle Harrison or, or a collection of those guys to come in and plug those holes and then be able to carry a bulk of innings, five innings, six innings a game at least. Um, that being said, 
I will admit, like, the way that the Giants team is playing now over the last two weeks, this is a good baseball team. And and obviously, if they keep having results like this, then they're going to make the playoffs, right? They have to play face some tough teams. They're going to face a big test um, against Baltimore next next week. But the, the fact of the matter is, like, if they keep playing this way, this is a playoff team, right? And and I will be the first to admit, hey, you know what? I'm an idiot. Farhan Zaidi is a genius. And there's a reason why I'm sitting in my closet and Farhan's running a Major League Baseball team. Like, hey, like, I want to be on Team Farhan. Uh, and if things continue this way, then I think things will work out. However, Matthew. Some people might call you an optimist and me a pessimist. I like to think of you as the guy with his head in the clouds <laughs> and me as the realist. Okay? Okay? And okay. I have, okay. I, have, I have some things that I think are realistic things to worry about. And what I want you to do is try to wipe those clouds away. Okay. And take a take a, a cerebral look at what I'm talking about and, and think about it and say, are these real things that I should be worried about? Okay. In other words, you want me to look at your uh, pessimistic views and... And validate them. And and tell you you're full of crap. I got it. Or I got that it. Too. Yeah, that too. That That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, tell me I'm wrong, cause, cause that's like, cause maybe I'm just, cause I'm, I'm fearful. I'm, a, I'm a man full of fear, and I need you to take the fear away. Okay. Okay. Let's hear here's, it. Let's here's, hear here's, it. Here's something I'm afraid of. I'm afraid of Alex Cobb. I'm afraid of Alex Cobb turning back into, um, well, I mean, what everybody thinks he is, but not he isn't really, because Alex Cobb right. is actually a way better pitcher. Alex Cobb has been a good pitcher for the last basically two years. his whole career. Yeah, and but, so. So he's he's lost a little bit of touch on his changeup or his slider or whatever it is, right? I mean, he's got to figure it out. All pitchers go through stri- streaks where they 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 need to figure things out. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, he's a really been a really important part of our of our starting rotation, and you know, to ha- not have him perform the way he's been forming is concerning. I will grant you that, but here's the thing. So they've got Kyle Harrison. They've got other options. I could see some kind of phantom injury coming up where, you know, he drops a, a piano bench on his toe or, you know, something. So that gives him a little chance to work it out while someone else comes in and fills his spot. So I mean, I'm as not As long as it's not more bullpen about... starts. I don't want more bullpen starts. Okay. All right. Whatever. But you know what? That could be the solution. Who knows? All right. All right. Okay. Okay. This is a big one. Hmm. This is a big one. Tyro Estrada is on the IL. Yeah, no that that is a that is a big one. I I think my my thought on that is that you know he's come down to earth a little bit in the last uh, you know week or two, uh, and and if some of that is due to the fact that he's been injured, then he needs to get it right, right? So, uh, and 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 the the the, the yeah you know, you've got guys like Schmidt and Davis. And now Conforto and Hanniger and Yaz, who are all hitting. I don't know if we're going to miss his bat as much as we would have early in the season when he was pretty much the only right. one that was hitting. I mean, that is an excellent point. I, I think that's a really good point. Because one thing we never actually talked about on this show, Yaz went through a stretch where he sucked. He was like 0 for 17 at one stretch. Yeah. yeah. And we didn't talk about it because I think it happened kind of like across a couple of our shows. And, like, you know, but but then boom, he's back. Yeah. Right. And um and and Slater is is running and and coming back and, and Slater now, is uh, now participating in rehab games in Sacramento and is due back on the 29th could be the first day that he could come back right. so we may see him this right. week right and and then I think the biggest thing that you mentioned is another one of my fears so so let's talk about that because, okay because you were like okay okay Casey Schmidt and and to a lesser extent Patrick Bailey they've come in and they have demonstrated that they can hit at the major league level and. And, and we don't have to worry about, you know, we got all these other guys, Conforto and Hanager are finally hitting, and Yaz is hitting, and Slater's coming back. Okay. Mm-hmm. Matthew. Yeah. They, you're like, okay. I've heard that rookies becoming all-stars and then becoming Hall of Famers is something that doesn't happen. And so, therefore, Casey Schmidt is eventually going to come back to earth. 
like Casey Schmidt being a good hitter is eventually going to go away and he's going to become a rookie who can't hit a major league baseball and the Giants will never have any good rookies ever again and they'll never have any new all-stars and the whole <laughs> world will come to an end is Casey Schmidt like they're going to figure him out right and he's going to like like the, the, he's a flash in the pan right or not like you know you were telling me last week I don't know if it was on the air or off the air because you talk a lot uh is is that every team over the course of a you know a 3 to 5 to 10 year cycle develops their own all-stars and their own yes hall of famers right and so yeah one of these guys better be an all-star one of these guys you know should be uh, if you look at the law of averages, an eventual Hall of Famer. Why not Casey Schmidt? Why not Patrick Bailey? And so, Ben, stop worrying about what will happen and just enjoy the ride, man. All right? These are kids that are coming out and playing out of their mind and helping the team win. So let's enjoy that. Stop yeah. worrying about when they come back to earth or whatever. Because, yeah, I mean, Casey Schmidt's probably not going to hit 329 for his career. But if he hits 275 and plays amazing defense for his career, that's a pretty damn good player. What did Tony Gwynn hit for his career? Well, Tony, you're, okay, Tony Gwynn's Tony Gwynn, right? You're gonna, you're gonna. Well, you're I gonna mean, somebody's got to be Tony Gwynn. Was Tony Gwynn right? Somebody has right. to be Tony Gwynn. Okay, yeah. I let's mean, go there. right? Like he was a 338. That's not. I mean, 329 is not even as good. That's not even as good as Tony Gwynn. Right. Uh... No, I mean I think you're absolutely right. <laughs> I mean, this is this is a straw man. Like I there's no reason that Casey Schmidt can't be an all-star and can't be a Hall of Famer. Right? I mean, he's exactly like his pedigree, he's exactly the kind of guy that does become that. Although Mike Piazza was exactly the kind of guy that becomes that. They come out of nowhere, but they are always there. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, Casey this, Schmidt was the second round pick. It's not like he came out of nowhere. I mean, he No, was, I, I agree. I agree. No, I'm saying yeah. like his pedigree is is good. Right, like it's better yeah. than some of the pride like Mike of Chula Vista, California. Ben, ooh, Chula Vista, <laughs> a lot of angry Padres fans in Chula Vista right now. I bet the, but there are. Yeah. Anyway, uh, no, I totally agree. Like, this is what I've been waiting for, Matthew. Like, when we started this podcast, I think we talked about this in our very first show. For crying out loud, was when these kids would show up. And and I think I said, like, I kind of hemmed and hawed whether it's 2023 or 2024. And I think I actually pushed it back to 2024. But here we are you in did. 2023. And you know what? I was like, oh, God, we got to wait that long, right? Well, you know, it looked like it looked like we might have to. But you know what I think happened? I think Farhan laid an egg. I think Farhan laid an egg in 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 the free agent category. And he's still got to figure that out. He's still not good at it. Right. I mean, yeah. and, and I say that, I say that. You know what, that's actually BS. I want to call myself out on that right now. Alex Wood, Desclafani, um, who am I forgetting? Cobb. Go Gosman. Uh, Gosman, right? You, you like, know. These are, these. well, Gosman's no longer with the team, and so that was it. Oh, also, hey, Rodon, how's your season going? <laughs> Not Jerk wad, <laughs> jerk wad. Yeah, anyway, sorry. But any, but no, my, my, my point is like Farhan knows what he's doing. The problem I would say with him is, is that these guys haven't been signed long enough, right? Like yeah. Gosman should, it would be great if Gosman was still a giant. Right. Um, but, but he hasn't done it. And I, and that is where he has faltered. He has not signed long-term free agents to become stars or impact players with the giants. Right. He's done a lot of great things with short time guys, but you know, the fact of the matter is, is that what, I've been waiting for is for these young guys to come through. And because he laid an egg in this past off season, I think he forced himself. He had to call these guys up. Like if this team is going to be competitive, you got to call these kids up. And so I don't know if he called them up because they were just ready. And it's a coincidence that it's happening at the same time that all his free agents are falling flat on their face or were, or, I think there's some correlation. I don't think it's correlation because oh god, I screwed up in free agency. Now I need to to bring up the the. Well, the rookies. I don't think that's how but he's I think it was. It, no. I think hey, we have some needs and we need to call up guys that can maybe fill those needs. Right, and he has those needs because his free agents fell on their faces. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and 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 
well, I mean, Manea and Stripling still still have a lot to work to do, and I, I think I think Rogers and and Hanniger and Conforto, I, I think I hope I hope at least for Rogers and Hanniger that they're turning things around. I think Conforto has turned it around, but yeah. I, but I, I think the point is is that because of this, right, this young rush has finally happened, and I don't care why it's happened. Quite frankly, I'm just glad that it has because this is what I've been waiting for. Because these guys, they're all going to be giants for a long time. Yeah, and yeah, you know, we'll build an identity with them. We'll they'll right. be the next Brandon Crawfords, right? I mean, the that's guys right. That will help us. Yeah, and these connect. are the jerseys that that old men like us are going to wear. Yeah, and I can't wait. I can't wait to wear my. I don't know who's what I wear. It's going to be a Doval. I'm a I'm a ride or die. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good I'm one. a ride or die with Camilo. Yeah, he's the tip yeah. of the spear. He was the first one. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I, I, I can see myself with the Casey Schmidt jersey, though. Number six. Yeah, I could go with that. All right. All right. Well, uh, just real quickly, I wanted to kind of, as we we near the end of our of our of our podcast here, is that there is an impending roster crunch, and we it's it's always fascinating to me to see how they juggle the the. Th- 40 man and the 26 mm-hmm. man roster as they got guys coming and going and you know Slater is due back right as we mentioned he's in a rehab assignment right now and uh, is due back this week so that probably means what Bryce Johnson is uh, is gone which you know makes, <laughs> yeah, makes perfect it's gotta sense yeah it's got to be Bryce Johnson right? I, I mean as much as I, I I'm a bigger fan of Johnson's than I am of Wisely's but but wisely is the better choice to stay. Yeah. Oh, well, because wisely can play the infield, and so you've got yeah. Slater, you know, who so that so that that okay that makes sense to me. Uh, but you know, Jock is still out and uh, has you know he was hit by a pitch on his hand, still doesn't have full grip strength, so he hasn't been able to to grip a bat. Uh, but when that happens whose spot does he take? You know, I mean, now you're starting to get into some areas where you're like, I don't know. Uh, you know, Bard is eligible to come back soon. So, you know, that could get interesting. Do he has an option left? Do they send him back to AAA? I feel like that's probably where this is headed. I mean, it uh, depends. It depends if Wisely's still on the roster because Sable can play the outfield. Like, they're not going to get rid of Sable. No, they've, he's already, so Farhan has already come out and said that Sable is here to stay. Yeah. And, and, and I, I believe that. Right, yeah. he would something horrific. He would have to go through some sort of horrible. And there's been some discussion on social media about how they could trade, you know, they could trade uh, for the for his rights and and then be able to option him to AAA. Oh, interesting. Which is uh, that is I looked it up. That's true. But I feel like Farhan likes the fact that he's got this guy for nothing. Why would you do that? Right? You'd have you... to give up quite a bit at this point because he's playing so well. Yeah, and, and why would so you do that? I don't, right. So yeah, I don't see that doesn't happening. doesn't make any sense. doesn't make any and, sense. Uh, and then what's really fascinating is if you want Luke Jackson. Luke Jackson is uh, due back in the, another week or so, or is eligible, I should say, to come off the IL, the 60-day IL. And uh, if you want Harrison to come up, who goes? Right. And so there's uh, and, and it's probably Ryan Walker now that I'm kind of looking at this from a uh, but on the starting side, you know, who does Harrison take? So, yeah, that's going to get interesting. There's definitely that roster crunch. and It's going to be fascinating to see who who comes and who goes. It is. It is. It is interesting. I mean, I, I think everybody has started to pitch better, you know, except for Stripling, who went on the I.L. instead. I mean, uh, Junis has been better. Manea has been better. Uh, Brebia and Alexander have been better. Um, yeah, none of the Rogers other starters yeah. are. All the starters are great. Right. So um, you know, I I don't I don't know. That is a really good question. I don't know. Um, you know, yeah, and I think Harrison may come up only if there's an injury at this point, right? Or unless someone is really like, I mean, because you've got someone like, and I, I you know, contracts do play a role in this, right? So you've got uh, Manea and Stripling both on two year contracts. Yeah, are they? And the only thing they can do besides putting on the IL is releasing them. Well, I just don't know if that's. Gonna I don't happen. know who talks to Farhan Zaidi or who can override him or not. But I'm I'm not I'm not I'm not paying money to see Luke Jackson, Sean Maneo, or Ross Stripling. But I will pay money to see Harrison. Hmm. All right. Yeah. His first start. We should be there. Okay. Anyway. Uh, I think that kind of closes it out there for this week. Uh, we should probably f- get to the trivia question Let's answer. So the trivia question, if you recall, was since Camilo, Camilo Duvall currently leads the National League with 14 saves, since 1969, 
only two Giants have led the National League in saves. Who are they? And the answer is Rob Nen in 2001. He had 45 saves. And Brian Wilson in 2010 tied the franchise mark with 48 saves. They are the only Giants to lead the National League in saves since the, since the stat became official. So Brian Wilson tied the lead. Who did he tie the lead with? Because And, and that guy didn't Rod lead Beck the lead. Uh, set the record, I think, in 1993, and uh, but, but was with 48 saves. But some guy from the Cubs had 53 that year. Uh, so did not lead the, the National League. Uh, wow. Well, that's I mean, those are the, that's the three, right? That's the Trinity. It is. And then Beck and Wilson. Those are the three yeah. great Giants closers. Yeah, exactly. And now and now Camilo, Camilo be, of course, yeah, might yeah, be yeah. entering in that conversation. I, yeah. I, yeah, um, Camilo is that nasty, uh, and that young. Yeah. Um, you know, Camilo uh, closers tend to like come and go pretty quickly. I mean, Brian Wilson being a great example, but not Shooter, and not Rob Nen either. Yeah, they were here for four. Yeah, they five were there for yeah. a long time, and uh, I think Camilo throws some pitches that could uh, could make him good for a long time. The slider, for one. Um, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, so looking ahead, uh, cocktail wise, I am doing an original cocktail called the Unholy Schmidt. Or maybe just the Holy Schmidt. Haven't really decided on that. Yeah, I mean, I love the fact that it's Holy Schmidt. Uh, but the fact that, uh, anyway, listen to our podcast on, on Thursday. You'll get a little interest, uh, some tidbits on that. Ben, what are you bringing to next week's podcast? I'm drinking an orange zephyr. Again, listen to our Thursday podcast that's coming out this week to learn more about why it's called the Orange Zephyr and the Unholy Schmidt. Uh, and then this week, we've got a couple of teams. Uh, that uh, One team that's going maybe down and another team that has kind of come from from nowhere to, to be a really good team. we got the Pittsburgh Pirates in town uh, starting Monday, today, early. So That's if you're right. listening to our podcast early, uh, then maybe you'll go right into the Giants game. Uh, or maybe you're listening to us after the Giants game. Uh, but we are playing the Pirates. Oh, that's right. They're playing a day game because it's Memorial yeah, Day. Because it's Memorial uh, yeah, Day. Yeah. The Pirates were 20-9 and nine to start the season. They were one of the best teams in baseball. <laughs> They've been 6-17 and 17 in May. They're the Pittsburgh Ooh. Pirates again. Ooh. Yeah. They, they yeah. were 2-5 in their last seven. Um, Does that mean Brian Wilson's available? Brian or Reynolds. Brian Reynolds. Ryan, yeah. No, because they signed him to a contract, uh, an extension, in uh, in in April when they thought they were good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Brian Reynolds, like, damn it! <laughs> Whatever, he got his money. The Pirates are the ones who are like, damn it! We paid a lot of money and we're still gonna suck. I mean, and that's what they don't do. They don't do that, right? right. They they right. don't pay right. a lot of money. No, they don't. They thought they had figured it out, and it turns out, no, they haven't figured it out. Their offense has disappeared. Their pitching is just as good as it ever was this season, but their offense is, like, non-existent for an entire month. It's just gone. Well, and, that, and that actually bodes well for the Giants playing at Oracle, and uh, uh, hopefully we can take advantage of that. That's right. Uh, Giants, should, what's your prediction for that? Two out of three? I think so. I'm thinking they're going to get two wins. I mean, I think they could sweep, but but they should at least get two wins in that series. Okay. Now, on the flip side, we got the uh got Baltimore the second Orioles, best. One, Second best team in the American League. Uh, Second best team, I think, in baseball. In baseball, coming, yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, that's that'll be a tougher series for sure. Uh, but you know, we actually tend to play up to uh, to good teams. So maybe uh, at home we can we can sneak out. They'll a probably wins. go one and two against the Pirates, and then they'll probably uh, sweep the sweep Orioles. The Orioles, yeah, yes. to go four and two for the week. Um, yeah, I mean, the Orioles are a really good match for the Giants because last year, like, you know, over the last couple of years, they've called up Gunnar Henderson, they've called up Adley Ruchman. Um, these are, like, really star players who've played well. It's, they were big prospects that have played well at the major league level. Did uh, Henderson get dro- sent down? Did he? I don't know. I don't know. They sent down one of their big prospects. Well, week. anyway, um, the, the point yeah. is is that they 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 were a surprise team last year, and then a lot of people are acting surprised like they're good this year. I don't know how the pundits do this. The Orioles were good last year, and then they expected them to be bad this year because they were like, well, I mean, I guess they were. They just figured they were going to Padre. 
That's right. Um, yeah, they, they actually demoted Grayson Rodriguez. Uh, right, yeah. Uh, just yeah. I, I, believe, this year. I believe Gunner and, and Adley are still on the team. Um, this is, this is I, 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 I think this is a great match, like, in terms of, like, this is what we want the Giants to be. Yeah, right? let's see how we stack up, right? Yeah, exactly, especially with our young players versus their young players. And, you know, if the, if we're just a, a season behind what the Orioles are doing, that's great, because I think the Giants are also a team that will spend money to make their team better, whereas the Orioles are not. That's true. That's true. All right. Well, I think that does it, uh, Ben. It's been great talking to you. Uh, listeners, if you uh, don't forget to you know, follow us on Twitter and Instagram and Mastodon at Giant Cocktails. Uh, don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already done so on your podcast listener of choice. And most importantly, don't forget to rate us. Give us a good review. That would be very helpful to us uh, and very much appreciated. Uh, ben, it's been great talking to you for another week. Uh, until next time, cheers, my friend. Cheers, Matthew. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Giant Cocktails Podcast. Until next time, bottoms up. <laughs> <laughs>